Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Runs Well podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. Today, we're talking about running and stress. Today, we're just talking about whatever we want, Rick, because for the first time in the history of this podcast... We've had two guests who were booked in to record, for whatever reason, not be around to record. So yeah, we've had some late, quite stress-filled, stress-filled um, cancellations, haven't we? So it's an appropriate topic for us to delve into. Yeah, stress. Because one of the one of the great factors in is running and stress is outside influence. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that. But yeah, so no guest of the week this week, which you know some people may like or may not, but here we are we are here we are we've got something to talk about and it's going to be great so yeah. strap yourselves in hey look before we get into the stress thing though there's um yes we've got we've got an event haven't we which will be coming out um we're doing the day after this comes out so it's uh the capital ring relay uh we haven't done an event in yes. a couple of years have we so we've we've got the t- whole editorial team together seven of us we're taking on the uh i think it's 78 miles isn't it in, tw- in 12 hours that's the that's the plan Hey, look! You're the you're the architect of this uh, running building <laughs> or whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's another one of Rick's one of Rick's things. If 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 no one was aware, we've done two previous ones. Ones was um, we did a relay where we ran to the highest point in every London borough, um, which was a very fun day out. That was for, good. That, wasn't was it, a, yeah. that was a good. That was a proper twenty four hour event, though, wasn't it? Um, and then the other one was the London Loop, which. It's a bit further. Was further, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's called it's called um the M25 for walkers, but it's a much nicer route than than that description implies. Yeah, yeah. It's 150 miles, and we gloriously managed to just not quite do it, didn't we? We did it in about 24 <laughs> hours and 15 minutes. I think yeah, really, we really as a result well. of the amount of selfies that were taken uh, on route. So um we, we've got to try and learn from that. We, we've got to be able to do this in 12 hours because um the actual overall um time set by an individual. Uh, Richard McDowell, who's a very, very good runner, it's something like 10 hours, 15 minutes. So it's kind of like, we've got to be able yeah, to I do mean, 12 or seven of us. Come on. Yeah, you say that. I know. There's going to be plenty of selfies. Um, so yeah, this is this is the next one in, in the, uh, the the back catalogue of Rick, Rick Challenges. So we've got that. This is just Tuesday, the 21st of February today. Wednesday, the 22nd of February, tomorrow, we will be doing it. So we're all running about 12 miles each, I think. And that's about it. And we've yeah. just got to... Just got to get get it done, Rick. It feels a bit racy, actually. I've got a sort of slight feeling of you know, it's not just a, a little amble. It's quite a nice. Uh, it's got a bit of um, bit of pressure. Yeah, and I think, I mean, any listeners like listen to this. I, I really do think that the the relay with your mates, and obviously, you can do different distances, uh, and you can split it up. Like, see, we're going to do a couple of legs each, and then pass on. But you could do a leg 
yeah. and then take a rest and then do another. Like, they're actually a great day out. And if you can, if you can yeah, get a nice yeah. route, most cities and towns are going to have the, the equivalent of a capital ring, which is what we're doing, you know, a kind of like green circumference that you could do that you could do um yeah so there are 16 stages in in this like sections should we say yeah. 16 sections in, of the capital ring so you could get 16 mates or well, totally. um, 15 mates include yourself <laughs> and uh just, and watching. Go off and, just watching orchestra organizers <laughs> rights um and you have a good day out but yeah we're all doing a couple of sections each um so it's it sort of works out nicely that way but um yeah I, I mean, we, we've had guests on before talking about adventures closer to home and how mm. you can help do all these things. And we've spoken about it at length. But um, yeah, it's nice to sort of uh, practice what you preach and, and, and go off and do do that. So check out, make sure you just uh, keep an eye on our Instagram um, at Runners World UK because we're going to be posting up stories as the day develops and, you know, all those sorts of things. It looks like it might rain, Rick. So that's always nice. Oh, that's nice. That, that was always the... Um we always were like, when should we do it? Should we do it in May or June when there's nicer weather? And then we're like, no, we need to do it while there's some momentum around and also when there's not a million other events happening as well. But yeah, well, this, everyone, is, this is the kind of downside of that, isn't it? You know, it could rain. We are sort of all, we are all slowly but surely adding um, races to the diary and stuff as the year progresses. So this seems to be the spot where no one's, no, no one's unwilling to do it because it might interrupt their training yeah. schedule. <laughs> And what are you going to be wearing on your feet, Ben? Because it's it is sort of a kind of mixed terrain, the capital ring. So it's an interesting decision. Well, this is it. I'm I'm the last bit, so I'm going from Stoke Newington down to Woolwich, um, and that's a mix of like canal pathways, which are actually all right. Then you know, at, at, at their best, I'd describe them as gravel. I mean, at their worst, I'd describe them as gravel, and at the rest <laughs> of the time, it, it, it's all it's all paved. Okay, and then. And then the rest of it's just like the greenway and dead straight and tarmac and stuff. So might even might even throw on a pair of super shoes, Rick. Oh my god! Oh, well, that's a deduct that from the time then four percent addition to your four, uh, to your time. You know, I've got the last legs. So if if if, if people have been faffing in the daytime, <laughs> yeah, cruising around taking it casually, and I, and we we're we're not close to twelve, I might have to um, I might have to you know put on the super shoes, crank it up a little bit. But um, I doubt that's going to be a problem yeah. at all for anyone. I think I'm going to, I've been uh, lucky enough to try out these Innovate um, Trailfly 270 V2s. Aren't shoe names too long now? Don't you think? Too, well, it's because it's, yeah, everything's like the Pegasus is 40 years old this year. That's the same age as me. So, you know, I, I can't remember things. So the, yeah. Everyone's run out of run out, run out of names. Every, all these different codes that come with everything, all the yeah. different component parts that get named in all the names. It's just, it's just, yeah, shoe names are very long these days. Innovate, Trailfly, 270v2. Anyway, I tried them out. Um, the version one won the ultimate accolade that a trail shoe can win, which is, of course, trail shoe of the year in Runner's World 2020. No, no bigger prize. But um, I like them. They're a... Uh, they're a they're versatile sort of shoe, which I'm I'm into. I'm into the idea of like, could you have one shoe for all all your needs? And that is probably impossible. But this shoe wouldn't be uh, that far away from it. You can do like road, and you can do mud, and uh, it's a zero drop. So harking back to my born to run um, origin story, <laughs> <laughs> but they're, but they're sort of sensible. They've got a lot. They've got a decent amount of padding. So I'm not like. It's not like running in a pair of like, you know, Harachis and just eating cheer and living off the land. <laughs> Which is exactly how you have to live if that's if you wear anything yeah. minimalist. Um, 
Yeah, well, there you go. That's good. Good review there. There is actually a full review from Rick about those shoes on the oh, website. There is actually, yeah. Lots of good yes. stuff on there. Runnersworld.com <laughs> forward slash UK. Hey, look, we've got, um, we got a letter, Ben, as well, in, which is oh, good. always nice when we get people writing in. So please, if you do fancy writing in, it's just letters at runnersworld.co.uk. Or you can just go... Or, yeah, sorry, yeah. Or just do podcast at runnersworld. Uh, podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. That's even better, actually. Um, yeah, that is. So this is from... Uh, Mel Sadie and she said I'm listening to your uh, podcast this week this is a couple of weeks ago when we talked about um, what is the hardest UK road marathon and okay yeah I think it was uh, the la- it was Lansdale wasn't it Lansdale yeah. was, was easily the hardest it had 15% DNF but she said uh, she wanted to throw 10B marathon in it's very difficult um, it's hilly did it back in 2017 um, so I'm not sure if my memory is distorted as I enjoy a lot more hilly running nowadays it's a scenic route too and I'm not sure how high the DNF rate is but that is one to uh, to throw in there. Ten That is hilly, actually, because it's that that part of Wales is kind of like coastal, isn't it? And pretty up and down. Mm, and anything coastal, you start the elements really kick in, don't they? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Tenby's in the mix. I quite like this. We're sort of we've taken whatever it was. New Balance, wasn't it? Who did the survey? Yeah, yeah. So we've taken what New Balance have done, and maybe we're, we're just going to get some user feedback and build upon this information, and co- maybe uh, you know end up with a, a very conclusive list of yeah. these of these races um but so yeah if anyone else has got a is it was it marathons it was just marathons it, it, or was, it was just, just road yeah, it was road marathons so presumably road, there were, i mean there were loads of hard no. trail marathons but these road marathons don't tend to be as hilly okay. basically. Yeah. hey just keep keep letting us know podcast at runnersworld.co.uk just let us know those hard road marathons not just like this was my first marathon and i found it hard <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't count that doesn't count no. this has to be some sort of arduous above and beyond yeah 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 perilous perhaps road marathon that's what we want to know about hey look we did a we did a funny piece on the website recently i won't, I won't go too into it. <laughs> oh we're so funny it oh was, we're it was, funny it was the 12 best names in running and this is oh okay yeah so it was a I, think, I, I believe this, this, the general sort of umbrella term for this is nominative, nominative determinism. So the theory that people gravitate uh, towards fields at work that fit their name. So okay. you know, Amy, <laughs> Amy Field might become a farmer or, you know, Got it. Brian, Brian Graves is a, is a funeral director. So, uh, oh dear. So some, Brian. some good ones here. So uh, there's, a, there's a hurdler called uh, Marina Stepanova. Which is a, absolutely that's, fantastic. That's pretty good. She was a 1986 European champion. Um, mm. So that's that, that's a good one. Obviously, we've got famous ones like Usain Bolt. That's everyone knows that one. And obviously, he's got a son called Thunderbolt, which is even better. So we'll have to watch his space is. on that one. But I think some <laughs> of the, the best ones probably Trip Hurt, the Steeplechaser. <laughs> oh, that is very good. That <laughs> and, is uh, very good. It's pretty good, isn't it? Um, and then we had oh, this. This is cool. This one we had. There's Vanya um, Stambolova. Um, and she did, in, in fact, stumble over at yeah, the 2012 Olympics. She's a hurdler, so that's that's pre- that's pretty oh, cool. God. <laughs> this is this is. I'm not sure if I can handle any more of this. <laughs> the Keep best one is uh, this guy isn't particularly well known at all, but he, he's he's called Aaron Farr, which is no, that's, which is personal. Yeah, that's it, la- actually not true. That's not just a, made not up. professional. Um, a, a young man. Uh, uh, yeah, he did a tweet from 2018 when when this kind of thread came up about um, best names in running. So. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there, I'm sure there are other ones out there. Obviously, there, there are like people like Ricky Lightfoot, but I think I think Aaron Farr is my particular favourite. <laughs> maybe Trip Hurt. <laughs> oh my god! This is the Runners World podcast. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right. Right. That is, that is really good. Come on, let's, let's get into some useful stuff. Let's get some useful stuff. So this is, this is from the very useful magazine, Runner's World. Um, and we've often got Tom Craggs on before. And this time he talked about... Um, running and stress and it's it's interesting obviously we, there's an element of running and stress we talk about like how running relieves stress and that's true mm. and that's a great um sort of reason enough for, for running probably increasingly my main reason for running <laughs> but he was looking more at like the stress balance so the idea that like a little bit of stress from your running is good that's how you adapt but you also need to be careful in terms of um stressing your body too much and looking at your um, life in a more holistic way when you when you start something like a, a marathon program yeah yeah um, so yeah i mean it, it 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 yeah it's more about that sort of like the spectrum of life yes and the exactly. and the and the variety of stresses that come in from every different avenue exactly wherever wherever in life you get your stress work family life uh I don't know maybe you're a uh, an online gambler whatever it is that you do that's <laughs> that's stressful yeah. all of those stresses obviously impact you physically and mentally as a whole exactly and so you, it's the it's the balance between the running stress which is pretty much self-inflicted and everything else that comes into play exactly yeah and actually that's that's what that's what he talks about in terms of um stress from training he says that's the physical stress we create through our training decisions uh, through a balance of frequency intensity and volume and how it builds over time we can create a stress stimulus to help us build fitness and um, this needs to be considered at a macro level the overall training load from our training plan over a long period um, and the impact of changes in stress through a training cycle for example when building up to a specific race um, and then yeah life stress uh, which is yeah as you say a bit more holistic looking at like stresses from a job uh, stresses from uh might be financial stress all those sort of things but it's very easy to ignore the kind of impact of psychological stress and and how that impacts on physical health but um yeah yeah i think clever coaches like tom um build that into to athletes training programs i think it's just worth something to consider if you're like i want to run a great marathon it's like okay but you're also working 12 hours a day and you've got these other stresses in your life is it actually a marathon that 
is that is that going to work in terms of stress or actually do you need to pick like a a slightly smaller um sort of exercise goal because the other stresses in your life are so so big yeah i think that's often the case is that the running is a high priority for most people and if they're if they're properly into it in some capacity well i mean when i say properly into it i mean you do it regularly because of a reason um then it's you know its significance and its priority is very much crucial to life and i think that if it's a de-stressor or if it's just for your mental health or if you are training for a race all of these factors tie into its importance and then it can become a stress when you can't do it as much as you want to because of all the other things in your life so it becomes a sort of spiral of sort of the stress of not being able to go running is because of all the other stresses and you kind of get twisted up in this sort of big whirlpool of stress because you can't go running to relieve the stress and that makes you more stressed because of all the other stress and there's some stress and it's stressful so it's very very stressful so it's it's quite it's quite good to sort of take a step back and, and have a look at you know where all the outside influences of stress are and also ones that can be eradicated um and things that are a time vacuum you know what i mean like everyone gets i don't know if everyone gets but most people would probably get like a an alert on their phone about their screen time whatever it is and you, you actually you know disturbingly have looked at your phone for three and a half hours every single day or something like that and uh how much stress that brings you maybe subconsciously or consciously because you're either on some sort of platform which is like instagram or something where there's a sense of comparison or you're you know you're look you're scrolling through all this stuff that you, you don't really really need to see so there's all these extra stresses where it's kind of like it's quite nice to assess the stress um and where it's all coming from and i think that that's sort of part of what tom gets at in terms of looking at the bigger picture because you can get very dialed into just like running is this thing and nothing else affects it i've just got to do if i do my miles and i do my training then i'm all good whereas in fact actually the the bad sleep that you get the the the, the long hours you work the da 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 they're all the extra stresses that actually have more of an impact on your running than perhaps even running does. So, so um, yeah, very, very... And the sort of bits and pieces that, that I really like was, was was Tom talks about measuring the stress um, and sort of get, kind of gauging... gauging actually what state you're in, um, which is quite... You'd sort of think was more difficult. You can obviously... You can sit down and self-assess, which is what most people would do oh actually I'm feeling pretty stressed out at the moment I need to you know not do this not do this um, tech can help heart rate variability monitors they're, they're quite good for sort of looking at um, can you variation. explain the one yeah because I, I, I'm still I hear the term and I'm like I know broadly what it means but I haven't used it so okay well it, it, the heart rate variability is basically the measurement of a variation in time between each heartbeat so obviously everyone knows like you, your heartbeat's like, oh, my heartbeat is 90 beats per minute. But in between those beats, there are milliseconds of variation between each one. Now, your sort of heart rate variability, as in if, if your heart rate variability is very low, um, that tends to correlate with being stressed and strained and your heart. So it's all, it ties in with other metrics, but essentially it's all to do with like the greater variability the greater the time then the more sort of like your because of heart rate variability is controlled by your um 
uh, I'm gonna, I was going to say automatic, autonomic nervous system, the ANS. So obviously if your nervous system is kind of stressed and out of sync, then your heart rate variability is affected. So it's quite a good metric of monitoring how the rest of the body, the system is, you know, assessing your state of stress. Um, yeah, so it's just generally the greater your heart rate variability, the better you are at recovering and more receptive you will be uh, to further training stresses. Whereas if it's lower, then you're less prone to be able to cope with more stress. So that's quite a sort of quite a good like little tech tech thing that you can use to look at stress. Yeah, and I guess the other the other end of the scale, probably people like me would be like, oh, okay, that sounds quite technical. But um, Tom talks about using a self scored stress questionnaire. So a simple self scored questionnaire carried out on a weekly basis. Um, you draw up a list of areas to score yourself on a scale from zero to ten. Uh, for example, how uh, well you felt uh, you trained, how motivated you were, your levels of pain or discomfort, levels of uh, work and family stress, quality of sleep, etc. Um, and that can give you a kind of broad idea of like where the stress in your um, life is coming from and how much stress you've got overall. So I think that's actually quite a nice sort of um, manual way of, of looking at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would immediately say that's the first one to do. Like we, we, we dive straight in with technology. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that doing that, because first of all, you're you're actually writing down. There's something very cathartic and something genuinely sort of revealing than writing down all these sort of pent up stresses. It's like if you've got lots of stuff on your mind and you do a to do list. After the to do list, you feel better because it's kind of on paper and you can see what you need to do. Similarly, I think with just a self scored stress questionnaire, how's everything going? What's the balance? you kind of get a bigger gauge of what's happening. I think that's absolutely the first step. Um, the tech stuff is obviously a bit more of a buy-in. And again, you can spend lots of money on it if you wanted to. You could go and get blood tests. Um, you know, and you can go and have a look at cortisol, adrenaline, dopamine, all the other sort of chemicals in your system which are associated with stress and what those levels are at. If you're feeling incredibly stressful, if you're feeling incredibly stressed, then that's one thing you can do you could go and get a blood test you know and uh but the uh the, the stress questionnaire is absolutely the, the best best place to start i reckon and i think yeah sort of linked to that would be um getting a plan that looks at where those kind of peaks of stress are outside of your running and trying to not put like a key uh, race near there or um, a, a massive long run on, the, on that on that on that particularly oh, stressful week yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, but your sister's wedding's coming up, is it? Well, why don't you have a yeah. race the weekend after? No, don't do that. Yeah. That's mad. You're going to just end up, you know, being exhausted and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, I mean, there's very sort of simple, straightforward things you can do to make the balance less stressful. But, um, yeah. And then it's, yeah. it's classic stuff as well, isn't it? Like, um, and we, we kind of keep putting this message out there, but. Yeah, lots of easy running, right? If, I mean, most people are going to benefit from a kind of 80-20 approach. That's that's kind of where most of the science is around kind of aerobic exercising. Like 80% of it is going to be relatively easy and only 20% of it is going to be hard and there being adequate recovery between hard workouts. So I think that's another way of stressing your system is like too much hard running, too little recovery. Super easy mm. to get into because you feel yeah, like yeah. you're getting some work done and you're kind of putting a proper shift in. But actually long term is that a sustainable way to to train probably not yeah i think that that's that's true 
I've definitely I've definitely been for runs where I've actually tried to not I've tried to not almost sweat if you know what I mean like if kind of you're trying to if you're yeah, kind of yeah. if you're or you have some sort of very very easy levels barometer whatever you want to call it of effort so that if it's a heart rate zone you know zone one it just don't worry about it just really like one of those ones where if you don't if you want to run but you're feeling very very stressed you don't need to be putting your body as in your muscles and your nervous system and the cardiovascular system all of these things don't need to be put under duress because physical duress will inevitably add to your emotional stress and all these sorts of things because your body gets a big you know obviously if you're chasing that endorphiny dopamine sort of high from running of course that can help but you've you've still you're still putting your body under duress which is fatigue and tiredness and all those sorts of things so i would say that if you want to run but you're feeling stressful then it's it's just as low key as you can go basically and that's that's where you're gonna you're gonna probably get some cognitive mental stimulus which which is you know relaxing but you're not adding any load to your body you're not like putting it through any extra stress which will just you know knock on effect is that you'll two days later be even more tired than you were yeah i think that's really good advice mate i think um yeah you're kind of stressing an already stressed system if you're kind of Mm. putting putting that shift in one one way i do this i don't know about you i mean i guess a lot of people do this with shoes don't they so they think like I'm going to put on my sh- my quick shoes if you're lucky enough to have more than one pair. Yeah. And that's going to be an indicator to me that I'm going to go quickly. Um I know that in 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 Kenya, where obviously you're going soon, one of the things they do is um how they how they're dressed. So if if you if you turn up for an easy run in Kenya, you're, you're in like a full tracksuit. Yeah. If you've got a vest on, it's like a, it's basically oh you, you're here to run quickly basically. So it's almost like the way you dress is is a, an indication of uh Mate, that's good to know. What your intentions for the run are, and I think that you can bring that to your own running. Could be like, right, I'm going to put on like a long, a a long sleeve or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like that's going to be me. Uh, That's good to know. Thanks for telling me, mate. Because I looked at the weather and it looks hot. I run hot, so I'm going to be out there in shorts and t-shirt, and everyone's going to be lining up for the easy runs in probably a full tracksuit, and everyone's going to go, "This guy looks well keen." But and I'll be the slowest one there. (laughs) So that's good to know. I just need to. I need to get a tracksuit. So look, I think that probably brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thanks for bearing with us. Obviously, we had a couple of guest cancellations, but we have got Steve Magnus next week. He's coming on. He's promised us he's coming on, so that could be uh, <laughs> so, some, something to look forward. He's a well-renowned expert. So Steve the Brain th- Magnus. Things, things are looking up. Yeah, Things are looking up. Yeah, so um, you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode where me and Rick um, panicked and waffled on about stress because we've been stressed. <laughs> um, but, you know, subscribe to Runners World magazine, uh, go on to the internet, search Runners World UK subscriptions and just get yourself a mag. That's a good idea. Also subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already because that's the best thing you can do. Um, thank you so much for listening. You are are all fantastic and you'll hear from us very very soon ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. 
it'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.